Welcome to Authentic Living with Roxanne, a place where we have conscious conversations about things that really matter in our lives. And now, here's your host, Roxanne Durhaj. Hi everyone, it's uh, Roxanne Durhaj of The Authentic Living with Roxanne. This week I have a colleague, uh, Bruce Outridge, and Bruce is a creative entrepreneur and uh, has a fascinating story uh, that I had the privilege of listening uh, to the other day um, as he told his story to a group of uh, professional speakers in Mississauga. So Bruce, how are you today? Good, thanks for having me on the show. Well, thanks I'm so much. I'm excited. <laughs> I've, I've been listening to your show. I'm excited to... I'm excited you even had me on. So, so <laughs> I always say that I'm a newbie in podcasting compared to Bruce, who has two podcasts and he does a podcast daily. daily. So this is daily. That so I'm like I know what it takes to put out four of them a month, Bruce. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm very respectful and honored uh, to hear some some of the things that uh, you do. So Bruce Bruce has had a fascinating uh, life story that I um, was was like I said fortunate to listen to the other day and. On my show, I always like to talk to people that have something within them that comes out with, and it, it often translates out into what, how they show themselves in the world. And that's definitely something that Bruce has done. So uh, Bruce, welcome. And I want you to tell people about your path and kind of, um, you're, today you're a creative entrepreneur, but you didn't start out like that. So no. tell, tell us a little bit about that. Okay, so this is going to be a four-hour show, and well, <laughs> okay, people have already realized they're already turning off. No, so okay, so I started in the trucking industry, and uh, my my path for creativity started when I was ten, but I didn't realize that's what I wanted. That's I just like to draw. That's when I started drawing, but I didn't know I was going to be a creative entrepreneur. There was no podcasting out at that age. Uh, I'm 56 today. I'll leave the math to uh, those people. I won't <laughs> say how old I am, but I, I just did, I guess. Uh, but no, I, I got, I felt, I, I've always had a good work ethic. I've not been strong at school and education. That's not one of the things that I do best. Uh, and so I left school at an early age and I got into the trucking industry and I was in, in the transportation industry. Well, I still am, I guess, but I was in it for 25 years as far as driving transport trucks around. Uh, all across North America from one end to the other and from down south. And I just, I really loved that. I loved driving. I was one of those people at 16 years of age, got really into uh, driving, got my license that day of my birthday, all that kind of stuff, and really enjoyed that job. And today that experience of the 25 years and, and on has now what, what I do. So today now I have a couple podcasts. I have a television show for youth in it's called Inspiring Youth. It's in the Halton area if you're on um, Kojiko's community channel. Uh, I have a podcast in the trucking industry. I have one for creative entrepreneurs. I'm a professional cartoonist. And um, I don't know. I just, I, I like teaching people. My big message, I guess, of, is inspiring people that if you want to do something, you can. It doesn't matter about education. It's about how much you're willing to learn and how much you're willing to work. So tell us about the story that you told um, about you and the conversation that you had with your dad at some point. 
Well, was that the one that was before I got almost kicked out of the house or the one? I'm not sure. You did, I, don't know that, I don't know that you gave us contacts. but There's been a few conversations. My dad's passed away. God love him. He's, uh, he's my best friend and I, I certainly miss him. But uh, uh, no, there was the one when I was leaving school, which was not a popular conversation. Uh, that was after a garage party. But uh, my dad was a hard worker and he said, well, you're not going to lay around the house. You're going to go get a job. And I actually applied to sell encyclopedias, but I never actually went back to the job. So I got the job and I realized on the way home, that's not what I wanted to do. And, and that was because I had to dress in a suit. And you talk about authenticity on your show. I went, got this job as an encyclopedia sale and just because I needed a job and it was commission based and on the way home realized that wasn't the job for me after I actually was supposed to report on Monday. And, uh, ended up applying at a moving company and that's how I got into the trucking industry. And so I was just moving people's furniture, you know, with Atlas or one of these um, big firms and fell in, got my truck licenses through that process of learning about the industry. And uh, uh, you know, I've always, my dad said, doesn't matter what you do, but you're going to do it well. And that's kind of what I've always, always got to that. So, so um, I did have a conversation with a friend and uh, I don't know, I think this might be the one that I told. So this might be the one you're thinking about where uh, I told somebody I was going to get into the trucking industry and they told me no, that they didn't think it was a good idea. They had tried it uh, and it was only, um, they hadn't made any money. And here I went 25 years because I was such a good listener that I'm going to, and I've learned not to listen to anybody uh, as far as, I, I'll listen to people as far as their opinion, but that doesn't mean you have to take it in. It's really what's inside you is to decide what's a good move and what's not. Nobody can tell you what's a good move for you. And I, I often talk about that is because, you know, we all within ourselves have that, what I call that internal GPS or that, that deep internal voice. But what we know today is that we're so harried and we're so busy, you know, and I, you know, I was even uh, this morning, I was just uh, trying to get quiet because my weekend was, you know, involved. I was working most of the weekend. I was at a conference and, and then at a CAPS event yesterday. And, and then what I realized is I'd really not been quiet. And oftentimes, I don't know if this makes sense to you, is that we're, we're so busy achieving that we really don't stop to really reflect and listen to what that voice within ourselves says to us. So, so true. I, I, I actually, I, because I do, um, I'm a caricature artist for weddings and corporate events. My weekends are actually busier than my week. So I'm wow. usually at a wedding every weekend. This, this weekend I was, I had similar to you. I was videotaping at a conference for the whole a Saturday. And so if I have nothing going on on a Sunday, Sunday's the one day that I like to just relax. If mm -hmm. my, if my wife's home, we just watch movies, go for a walk, whatever. And I don't, you know, I always think I have to be filling that time. And so yesterday I realized my wife was on her way back from Quebec. And I said, uh, I don't feel like doing anything today. Like I was just exhausted, but I ended up going up to Rockwood conservation area and doing some sketching because going outside and being in nature, uh, I, I find that I just love being outside. So to do some sketching with my headphones, not, I don't, I don't think I said hi to anybody. And I'm the kind of person I say hi to everybody walking down the street, but I was so tired yesterday. I said, I don't even want to talk to anybody. I just put my headphones on. And I, I don't think we allow that, especially myself as a creative entrepreneur. You don't allow yourself to shut down because I'm always trying to be productive. But we actually need those days where we, I'm, I'm still trying to learn that for myself. So that's interesting, right? Because you talk about we always think that doing means productivity. And in fact, you know, um, when you sit in silence, you know, whether it's whatever topic it is or you creating art, which 
I, you know, I, I really am humbled when I see people that can draw. I, I had this best friend in, in high school and I was the opposite of creative when it came to art. And, and she was just so naturally into it that I look at it and I'm like, this is completely spiritual. When I see what she could do at 13 years old, she just came from somewhere else. So that creativity element, and I, you know, and all of us are creative in some way. And um, in your way, you're able to, to put something amazing on. And I've seen your uh, caricatures that you do, and they're pretty amazing. And I think my, my gift is, is um, writing. But I didn't realize that all through high school. I wrote because I had to. I'm yeah. like, oh my goodness, if I'm going to get through, you know, this, you know, undergraduate degree, if I'm going to get through this graduate degree, I have to pump stuff out. But I was oftentimes doing it um, for the outcome of the grade. Right, right, right. Yeah, I'm, well, you know, it was just when you were saying that, uh, I, whenever people are saying a story like that, I laugh because for my experience is probably opposite. So if you went back to my report cards in high, in high school and grade school, I was, if I enjoyed the class, I got an 80. If I hated the class, I got 51. That's mm -hmm. my English was like that. I got 51 in most of it. I write social media. I have four books out. I write articles <laughs> for social media clients and I write every morning. And really it's, it's about, you have to have a reason, but it has to be an internal reason, right? You can't, mm -hmm. if, if someone's just paying me. So I, I get asked all the time um, to write social media for, I, I've been, you know, uh, published. I've got a couple magazines. I used to write, I was a columnist every month. I write for social media and people will ask me, well, can you do that for my company? I go, well, and all of the ones I do are for the trucking industry because that's what I know and that's mm -hmm, what I do. Mm -hmm. If I've had people say, "Well, I'm opening a bed and bath shop. Would you write content?" For <laughs> Sorry, I can't. Like I have nothing <laughs> about that stuff, and and that's where the authentic, authentic, authentic. I can't even say it, but you can say it. That's where that comes in. Right? That, that's where that comes in. That if you start doing things for money or for you take on projects just because someone told you that you can make a lot of money. And we see people, you and I are both speakers. We see people come into the speaking industry. Someone told them they can get $10,000 for a speech. So they sign up for CAPS, <laughs> not realizing they don't even really have a message or they don't even really like doing this. Uh, I, so now when someone says, Bruce, I've got a business opportunity. If it does not fit in one of the lines that I do as far as an artist mm -hmm. or the trucking industry or something related to what I'm already doing, I don't even look at it. Like I've had people say, Bruce, I want you to sell skincare. You're great with people. I don't have the passion for skincare. Mm -hmm. I, not that it's not important. I just will not be good at it. And I've, because I've tried other businesses <laughs> before that were not successful because I was not in it with the heart. Right. Right. And that goes to that whole element that I'm saying, you know, uh, going to school, what do we teach our kids? Do we yeah. teach our kids the love of what they're doing? Or we're saying, you got to do algebra, you got to do, you know, literature, you got to do history. I get some, there's some basic core fundamentals. Absolutely. But I think that the thing that I think is often amiss is that we don't teach kids to say, what are you really loving? Yep. Right. And I think um, that's something that I, I, I think was missed with me when I, I grew up in the Caribbean. I grew up in Trinidad, Tobago. Um, they didn't say, hey, Roxanne, you know, wh what do you love? It was like, okay, how many O levels are you going to get? Yeah. And how many A's are, gonna, you know, are you going to get at O levels? That was kind of the, how we were driven from, you know, age three when we yeah. started to go to school. Yeah. Um, so in my case, it, 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 it came about later. Was I a good enough writer? Absolutely. And then when I was writing my first book, 
I remember someone saying to me out of nowhere, and it was a person's insecurity. I said, well, I, I, I've, I've written my first book. And she goes, wow, what makes you think you can write a book? Well, I said, I, I just did. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you know, and then the person went, oh, okay then, because I was writing like you. Yep. I wrote my book in six months, right? Yep. And, and it was like, a, I often say it's like a spiritual download, but it was, I wrote about what I knew, Bruce. Like I, right. I worked with people, I worked with relationships, I worked with in clinical, I worked with coaching, consulting, boardrooms, you know, in uh, everywhere from CRA to the Law Society. I was there working with people. And then all of a sudden I said, okay, I'm going to write a book. What am I going to write about? I'm going to write about how do we relate in all relationships and how to make it better. Yeah. And no, it, it's, it's amazing how that works. And it's, it's funny. I didn't realize you're from Trinidad. My parents are, I'm Guyanese. My parents are from what? Guyana. So I I, I'm going to expect curry and roti next time you come to a CAPS meeting. I'm just saying, okay, so no, I love Okay. I might have to take you over to my sister's or my mom's. I'm not as good, but I love Oh, okay. All right. Well, that's I, fine. That's fine. I'm okay. Uh, I'm okay. <laughs> but no, it's, 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 it's funny that, you know, um, I think, if people come, like my parents were the same, you know, they came from Guyana. So of course, trying to make a better life and, you know, getting that education or whatever it is. But I have a list that I tell people, I, I, you know, when I talk to a lot of young entrepreneurs, I said, here's your list. One column I want to be, what do you like to do? And the next column, what are you good at? And then I want you to just cross-reference and you go, I like to knit. I'm good at, um, you know, I, I like clothes and I'm good at knitting or something like that. You might be, that might be the fashion industry for you. Like you don't know what I, what I find is that we have a lot of people in school and this is why I have, I got to watch cause I always sound I'm bad on education, but I learn from everywhere, but I don't think it has to be done in, in four walls. And like you were saying, you know, instead of trying to teach them algebra, why don't we just say, Hey, here's how you're going to balance your checkbook or here's how you're going to, uh, you know, cash flow your business. That's real world. My son, he wanted to be in football. He's starting a social media thing now, but he, he wanted to be in football. And he says, I don't need, I don't need education. I'm going to be good at football. And I said, well, first of all, most of the football people get picked out of a university. So you actually need to get to university. Mm -hmm. Second of all, how are you going to read your contract? How are you going to know if you're right. making millions of dollars? How do you know who's going to get the money? You need to be able to do that no matter how good you are at something else. Those basics always follow you along. And that's what I love business. Business is even keel. Everybody's the same. And you can, it doesn't matter what you do as far as your product or your service. If you can't cash flow your business, uh, you know, you're not going to be around in a year, right? And that's where the big problem is. So you learn so much by running a business that, you know, my son, he was taking a marketing program. I said, well, he started a podcast. He didn't even finish the program. Because <laughs> you'll learn more actually doing it than just somebody talking about it, right? It's, it's an alignment. You're so right. Aligning with what you like, what, what are you good at, those types of things. And for me, you know, I, I often say that my path, yes, I was an academic because I wanted, I wanted to help people. That's all I knew when I was a little girl and I would talk to my friends and I, they would feel better. And, you know, I went to a really academically um, focused school in the Caribbean and then I went on to come to university here. But, you know, what I think that school was remiss in and the time um, of the British school system was that they didn't talk about passion in any way. Right. But I think it was a different time. Yeah, yeah. They didn't, they didn't hear either. I mean, they, like I said, I wanted to be a cartoonist. Nobody said, here's how you go do it. That's the whole reason I have podcasts and stuff today to show people, 
Oh, you want to be a cartoonist? You want to be a musician? You want to play guitar? I don't care. Here's, here's where you go do it. Here's somebody who's done it. Here's how they've done it. Try that. It might or might not work for you, but at least here's a path. It can be done if you're willing to put in the work. I, I find that, you know, everybody, and this is, we have the same problem now. So now in the trucking industry, we can't get anybody to drive trucks. There's nobody becoming plumbers or electricians. Skills labor is having the same problem. I know so many people in all of those industries that uh, are making a ton of money. There's a guy, he comes with us all the time. We go to Barbados every year in January. He's there. He stays six, seven weeks. He's uh, not a handyman, but he's his own. Um, uh, I don't want to call him handyman because he builds houses, but he's kind of his own man's show. He's made so money. He's brought his kids on vacation. If, if we went to someone and said, well, he builds houses, they go, I don't want to do that. Yet he's making more money than most speakers and stuff that I know. So I think we got to get away from this occupation thing of, well, I'm this or I'm that. And just what do you like to do? And is there a way to make money at it so you can stay and enjoy what you're doing for the rest of your time? Right? And that, that's such a good point. Now, <clears throat> you push out like content all the time. And I'm always fascinated. People say to me, oh, Roxanne, you, you know, you put out a lot of content. And I don't, I mean, I know I do, but I mean, you're, I, like I said, I do the for podcast. I have something out on social every day. I'm often speaking, I'm coaching, I'm, I'm seeing still clinical clients, you know, all those things. It's, it's, there's a, I've got a million balls in the air. And I, right. then I listen to the content that you put out. So tell me, how do you kind of, do that like how do you decide like what content you're going to put out and 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 with the creative writing and those types of things and for people listening for podcasts too because the podcast oftentimes you're trying to i'm trying to get guests that are interesting and those types of things how do you think it through when you when you plan for your business um i do less planning now than i used to so when i started my shows uh, and when i started okay so just to give everybody the backstory um when i start and my trucking podcast is the larger we we're at, I think, 380 episodes right now. It's been going since 2015. My other one, the Cashing On Creativity, is a, a, a weekly show. So there's about four or five episodes per week. That one's been going a couple of years. I think we're at a, almost 200 episodes on that one. So, so not, they're not even. It's not like both shows are daily shows, okay? So just to let people know. But when I started them, I started by looking for the guests. I said, okay, here's what I want to talk about this month. Who talks on that? And you're probably doing that similar to your show, right? Which is fine. You know, you've got a, a, an idea of where you want to go. The way I do it now is I don't look for the guests. I, I look for the idea. So now uh, I go to a lot of events. I'm always at, there's trucking events all the time. Uh, I go to all the truck shows. I, and I will just look for anybody that's interesting to interview. I don't care what it is. Yeah. If it's a driver uh, you know, I just talk about his truck. I talk about his career, whoever it is. But I go to a lot of events and I just see who's willing to do an interview. It doesn't, it's not about the con. Yes. And I do all my interviews separately. So like if we were doing this from one of my shows, this would be Roxanne's interview. It wouldn't necessarily be on anything. I'm just having an interview with Roxanne. I know from a show host where I want to take the interview. Right. Um, but other than that, there's nothing planned. Mm -hmm. So when you finish the interview and I go, wow, Roxanne and I talked about careers and we talked about business. That could be two separate shows. Right. So a lot of times right. I might take your interview and either split it into two and mm -hmm. do one on this show, one on this show, or depending on how we branded it, 
I may use the same interview for both shows. Wow. Sometimes, sometimes they relate to both audiences. And this is why I don't do my intros <clears throat> and stuff within the show. I do it afterwards because I can change the intros to match whatever I want the show to be about. How smart is that? So, so, this, like, is, wow. so this is one way of, when you're creating content, it's about, it's about repurposing content. This same interview that you're doing with me today could be a blog post for you, you know, as far as an article written. You could, you could, trans, you could transcribe it. A lot of times I'll do a summary of the interview and that's a blog post. Uh, I usually do video at the same time that I'm doing my podcast and so I have a video post. Right. So it's about using all the tools you have. Uh, so that's how I get my content. I'm just always looking for content. And the more you do it, the more you will find content. I could be at a CAPS meeting taking notes, and that may be a, a, an may episode be later on. Right. It'll be a summary. It won't be as good as the presenter, mm -hmm. but it might be a topic for discussion. If I can get the presenter, great. If not, then I can always do a summary. So I'm always taking notes for myself at meetings, attending as many events as I can. I go to a, I meet a lot of people. I could be at a, uh, I'm part of the Burlington Chamber of Commerce. I meet somebody there and you know, I had mileage tracker on. So uh, there's two girls that have developed a thing to track mileage for, entre for entrepreneurs, for businesses. I said, well, my show's on business. People need to know how to do that. Would you like to be on my show? Boom, there's a guest. Right. I, I, I just met her that night. I didn't know who she was, right? So you'll get very good at that. And then the other part of it is time management. I don't know if you want me to go into that or- Sure, not. absolutely. Because <laughs> I, I mean, but you're just like me. Cause like I told Bruce earlier, and this is funny. Cause if you have anybody that can see the video, I've got a bit of a black eye on my left eye. <laughs> I was telling Bruce about You shouldn't that. point it out cause nobody can see it. No, I want people <laughs> to know because guess what? I wrote, I wrote one of my, a piece today that's going to go out on social media yeah. to talk about when things get you off track, what do you do? So that little bottle that fell out of my cupboard gave me the idea as I had a big goose egg on my head. And I thought, how many times have you been knocked over when you're on track to do something? And I was thinking about my interview with Bruce today and I have a consulting call a little bit later. I was thinking, what am I going to do? And I thought, okay, well, this goose egg better go down. And then I thought, no, I'm going to write about it. And then I'm going to mention it. And then I'm going to talk about when you get derailed by goals this week, what do we do? Okay, so here's... So that same thing now, so you've already got an article written or an idea for an article written on that, right? Right, right. Now, if you're willing to put yourself out there, you could flip that around. And I, I, I almost wish that it had been taped because if you're <laughs> willing to flip that around, how to have a good idea in five minutes, hit your head on the cupboard. I'm not sure you want to sit, tell people to do that. But you, what I'm trying to say is you can take that funny. So people will say to me, I always warn people, I am, I am not, you are so professional and uh, you are, I, you listen to your show. It's very, it's very professional. It's very, um, you can tell that you're in that professional. Uh, I don't, what do I call it? Coaching. Or what's the market you're doing? Like consulting and coaching. You're like, what you do is for professionals, therapy and that kind of thing. Right. So, uh, I, yeah. But that's Correct. part of, well, that's part of what you can see that I'm the other way. I'm the cartoonist. My right, show, right. my personality is about the cartoons. So I always tell people this is not going to be a serious show. If it was, it probably, like I said, when, when I listen to your show, when you first invited me, I'm listening to your show and I'm going, oh, she picked the wrong guest. I don't know if I'm going to fit on this show. And, and you may not air it. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, I, was, I, was, I, I was listening and I go, wow, she's, you know, the questions are very specific and I'm not sure I got a really good answer <laughs> for, for some of these questions. So 
but I thought, okay, she'll figure out how to fit me in there. And she asked me to be on the show. So sometimes the shows can be a different personality, but I would use that. Like I, if I fall down in the parking lot, yeah, it's going to hurt, but I also am going to tape it when the ambulance shows up because I thought this is just great. <laughs> That'll go viral. My wife had a computer. My wife had a lot. I'll just quick story. My wife had a laptop that broke on. It was giving us nothing but trouble. Finally, we bought a new one and I kept the laptop for a year. I said, I'm going to put this in the parking lot and run over it with the car and tell people why you should use Apple. <laughs> I didn't do that because I was worried about being sued from the other company. So we'll leave that alone. But I thought it would have been really funny to do that, but I didn't because. So I, I think that's such a pivotal moment, right? Like, I mean, we talk with what we do for a living when we're on a stage or we're going into a company or, or I'm, I'm coaching someone or doing my podcast. I'm just me. I'm me who happens to talk about authenticity and leadership and I work with companies, but who I am off stage is the same person that I am in person. Yeah. So a lot of people will say, Oh my goodness, I can't believe you said that on air. I'm like, well, that's who I am. You guys yeah. know that. Yeah. So it's not like someone meets me and then they go, Oh my God, Roxanne, you're so different from what you are like on your show. Right. Because to me, I am who I am. And that's why my brand is based on me and what right. I do with companies or clients so to be one way or the other means that I, I, automatically I'm not living my integrity of my brand. Right. And I probably wouldn't be doing this kind of work if I didn't feel completely comfortable with it. Yeah. So to go, looping back to the point is that content is constantly around you. Right. Yeah. So always be, always be looking for content. I can walk to the gym. I've actually done some videos at the gym. So uh, back in June, I think it was, um, there's an a insurance company called, uh, that puts out a brand called Healthy Trucker, and they're trying to get drivers to be more healthy, and they had a health challenge. So I signed up. I signed up the podcast, and any listeners, we were Team Lead Pedal. That was our, because it's the Lead Pedal podcast. So we were Team Lead Pedal. So I was putting out a week, whatever the challenge was that week, I was putting out that as content. So they would say, here's four challenges, uh, eat more vegetables don't eat pizza this week, no beer this week, whatever it was. I would, you had to pick two of those. So I would pick two and then I would show people and you can go back and watch this on my YouTube channel. You will okay. see where I'm, I've got like a whole thing of bananas and I'm going, <laughs> man, I'm supposed to eat. And I love bananas, but I was like, I'm supposed to eat more fruit. This And I was making funny, funny videos trying to show people, here's the challenges I've picked. Here's me going through them. And yes. I did that every week and people were signing up and I would try to make them silly. So if I was in the gym and I had to do a workout, I'm videotaping myself in the gym with weights in my hand going, supposed to be doing sit-ups or whatever it is, right? <laughs> you, if you have fun with the content, yes. you will pump it out like no tomorrow. If you have to think about it and you're going, oh, I don't want to put myself out there, you're going to have a problem creating content. Right. Because then it becomes kind of something that I'm supposed to like research and those, I'm not, not that, I, I mean, a lot of the stuff that I talk about, I, I, there's some kind of background to it, but I think it's, it's the, it's the realness of it that people seem to really get to like, wow, that happened to you. And you, you actually talked about it. And I'm like, well, this is real life. I mean, we're, we're, we're in the world. We're, we're obviously business people in the world, but you know, you're talking about, you know, lots of different things in your podcast. And I'm talking just about, us being real and the more, the more real that I show up, I'm going to impact, you know, I call it the concentric circles of people around me. Right. And hopefully that kind of impacts change. And so you're constantly kind of thinking about it and trying to come up with, I try to come up with things 
um, on an ongoing basis that I think might be helpful that people might want to hear about? Yeah, if you, well, if you look at any comedian, you look at anybody, uh, and you know, for speakers, a lot of us are the same. We take it, stories and examples out of our own lives. Mm -hmm. So just do that. Like Gary Vanderchuk is all about just document what you do every day, right? And, you know, we all do that. So I tell people, I go, listen, I've got to be honest in life because you can, a, a police officer could find me in two minutes flat. I am all over Google. I'm all over social media. Yeah. There's, I think my phone would even tell him exactly where I am that moment. So <laughs> robbing a bank is out for me. Like, I, you know, I'm not going to be able to do that. And I, I remember one time when I was a cartoonist, I submitted a cartoon to Playboy and they rejected it. It didn't, it didn't get in and it wasn't. And I'm going, okay, I either have to decide, am I going to work with youth or am I going to work for Playboy? As much as I would like to do that, you, you've got to decide. And, and that's the only choice I've made. Go, okay, I'm not going to do that kind of art because I'm working with kids and this is what I'm doing and all that kind of stuff. So, but those are the kind of choices you have to make. You won't see my wife and I fighting on Facebook. It's not going to happen. We fight, but it's not going to happen on Facebook. So you see the positive of our life. But I try to show as much fun that we are. We do have fun. We have a good life together. And we have a lot of fun and I'm not afraid to have fun at the moment at a restaurant. We'll take a selfie. I'm called the selfie King. And like you just get into taking, enjoying what you're doing and, and showing, trying to show somebody else, here's how you can do it. Like I've always got the audience in mind, right? I think they will enjoy this because this is me. Mm -hmm. And that's how, as they get to know you, that's a great way of growing your audience is they, they, they learned and know you more. And now when I go to shows, they're all going, Hey Bruce, I don't even know who they are. But yes. they're going, hey, we, we're following you on the podcast. And I'll go to a truck show and wearing our T-shirt. And they're coming around and go, hey, man, love the show. Hey, can I get an interview? Like, you don't even have to try after a while. This comes to you. Right? It's so interesting. You're right. Because people will come up and say, oh, I heard about this. And then you talked. And I'm like, wow. I didn't know that was going to make a, a There's difference. actually a listener out there. <laughs> there's somebody listening. <laughs> I know there's downloads. But you wonder, right? What, what are people really thinking? And what do they really yeah. think about it? So it's, it's actually kind of nice for you to say that you've heard mine and kind of what I do with it. Yeah. So for people... You know, because you talk a lot about business, right? Yeah. And for, you know, so many people have brilliant ideas, but they yeah. second guess themselves. Right. So like you said, you, when you work with entrepreneurs, you say to them, kind of, what do you like? You know, what would you spend your time? What would you, you know, and a question that I often say to myself is, if I didn't have to work tomorrow, what would I do? And I can answer that question because I know I'm doing it now. I would speak, I would train, I would, yep. I would I'd start a nonprofit for little girls all over the world to teach them about self-esteem and little yep. boys because I think that's important. So I know what I would do. But sometimes people second guess that because they think, well, who am I? Right. Well, let's look at it this way. Why do you have to stop working to start doing that? Like right. there's no... There's no reason you can't do that today. You're already yeah. probably inspiring girls all over the world. You may not know it because you're yes. not formally trying to do that. But if there's someone listening to your podcast somewhere else, I got people listening to my podcast on trucking in Cambodia. I don't even know if they have trucks there. I've never been to Cambodia. <laughs> but they, so you, you probably are inspiring people already. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. the way I look at it is how can I give back now? Like if you said to me, Bruce, what would you do tomorrow if you didn't have to do, make it? I'd probably be sitting on a beach drinking beer. Probably not the healthiest lifestyle <laughs> forever, right? But we've, I, I don't believe in retirement. Like, yes. you know, I'm, I'm more worried about me either losing my left arm, which is what I draw with, or losing my voice, which is what I speak with. Those are, you could cut off my legs. I won't be happy, but I still can do what I enjoy doing. Mm 
-hmm. But if, uh, if I was to lose my arm, okay, I could still podcast. I don't have to, but then if I lost my voice, I don't know. I'm hopefully I'll come up with something else, but that, that's what worries me. I'm willing, cause I'm already doing what I love to do. My wife yes. and I go to Barbados every year. We travel. Uh, we we're doing what we love to do in business. The, the strong, the struggle is trying to keep, you know, innovative and making money at it. But at the same time, we give back. This is why I give back on my television show. That's my way of giving back to the community. We are media sponsors for a number of events in the cancer and the special Olympics and all, we give back our time and our advertising dollars that way. So I'm already giving back to people in my life. And if something else comes up that I really am passionate about, I will get involved with that. But doesn't mean I have to stop work to do it. You have, I figured out how to do it within our, so like Special Olympics, I love, I just love them. We've been media sponsors for years for them. I can't afford to go over and do all the stuff, but we can give back by advertising for them on the podcast. And I interview their athletes and we cover their events. And I, I get more word out about Special Olympics, which is our way of giving back. I could write them a check, but it mm. probably won't do as much as what I'm doing now over the course of a year, giving back to that organization, right? So how can you do that now? All those things you just mentioned, I think you're already starting to do them. I don't think you need to wait until you stop making money. You, you're doing it. Just how can you really give back? To, it might be covering, uh, putting one of them on your podcast. So they get more, that might be your way of giving back to, or maybe you have a young girl every month on your podcast that yes. now you're giving back, right? You're doing it. You're already doing it. And you have a, you have a platform to do it. A lot of people don't have a platform to do it on that. So, you know, that's a good point, right? Because I often say that, uh, you know, that's my dream. I lost a sister three years ago and I would name the, you know, the arm of a nonprofit after her to, and take funds out of my business to be able to do that. And I just haven't taken that step. But I, I think that's a good point, right? If I want to inspire little boys and girls to be able to live their true authenticity, right? And, you know, if, if I already have the platform, why wait? So thanks for that. That's a gift that you just gave me there, Bruce, well, to be able to do that, you know. And, and you know what? Set up that foundation. You can set up that foundation tomorrow. And even if you only put a dollar in a year, let's just yeah. say you only put a dollar in, you've started. You, yes. you know, you didn't say you were going to like, you know, I don't know what, what, what you want to do, but maybe let's say you write a book and all the proceeds from that one book go into the foundation. You started. Like yes. you I'm really big on just getting started because everything I've learned, I've learned by doing it. So when I started a business, my dad was an accountant, you know, he was, he was helpful in getting the books kind of in order and telling me the categories and stuff, but it's really, you got to go do it, right? He can only do so much afterwards. Uh, I've learned marketing. I've learned production. I've learned all this stuff by doing our business. And, and so I always say people just get started in it. Don't wait till it's all perfect. And you're going to now stop the line. Start now. I started my art business. I was still working full time when I had my art business for three years before we went full time with it. Wow. And, you know, I just started selling to the neighbors. You know, I'd paint the dog down the street, whatever it was. <laughs> and I go, okay, I'm making some money. And then, you know, we decided to, to kick it up a notch. And I wasn't actually planning on that. I, I was having a tough time as a supervisor at work and I just need to get out of that environment. And that's why I left. But I, I think I might've still been in the truck if I hadn't become a supervisor. Like I actually love the trucks. I still love the trucks. I want to go back driving now, but I just don't want to go back day to day. I'd love to just get something to go around to the shows with. That's kind of probably the next step. That'd be neat. And then your marketing can be all yeah, over the, so, the, the truck. Yeah. So for, you know, for 
a lot of people, and I think I get a cross section of people listening. There's probably an entrepreneur listening to you that has a creative idea. What kind of advice would you give to them about that idea? What, what kind of things would you suggest to them? Um, I would tell them to, depending on the idea, I would tell them to actually maybe get three opinions on whether it's a good idea or not. And then I would actually test it, do some kind of a test model, uh, you know, online now they talk about that's validating your idea, right? You know, uh, I want to write a book. Will somebody buy the book from me? Well, I don't know. Do a chapter and see if anybody likes it. You know, have people read it. So just getting started. And that might be going down to your local business development office and saying, here's my idea. Can I start a business? Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. or listening to a podcast a day on how to start a business in that area, whatever that might be. Um, you've got to start it, and it, because nobody can do it for you. It's not like you can come up with the idea. If you take that idea and give it to somebody else, maybe you need a partner with it, but they might run with it and take all the proceeds out and you're left with nothing. Right. So I always like to start things myself. It's like editing my podcast. I could get somebody right. to edit my podcast. I'm still developing exactly how it goes because I change a lot of stuff within there. Um, but I want to know how to edit myself. I don't need to be the best editor. I want to know how to edit so I can, when someone tells me there's a problem, I understand what they're talking about and I know who to look for when I'm ready to get an editor. So just get started. Mm -hmm. I would, I just tell people get started. There's no reason you can't start. There's so much information, uh, your podcast, my podcast, online books, downloads. Everybody's offering a free download course nowadays. There's no reason to not get started. The only thing holding you back is yourself, whoever that might be. And if that's the case, listen to podcasts on confidence. Don't listen to podcasts on business. You need to listen. How do I get myself out the gate? You know, that's, that's what I do. I listen to three podcasts every day. <clears throat> you do. Wow. Yep. wow. I go to the I gym. Mean, so that's I mean, why, this is why I developed my podcast to be a half hour show because I go to the gym for an hour and a half and I can get three half hour shows. When someone has a, an hour and a half show or an hour show, it drives me nuts because sometimes I don't finish it. Now I got to wait till tomorrow to find out what's going on. So. To, try, to try to finish it off. Yeah. Well, Bruce, you fit right in on my podcast. I love it. <laughs> We've probably so, gone a lot longer than you Yes, want. we have. We have. But that's okay. So um, where can people reach you if they're looking at, uh, you know, if they're in the trucking industry or if they're just looking at starting a business um, or they're looking to, if they have something youth related that they might want to connect with you about the uh, show in Burlington, where can people get a hold of you? Well, they could try Google and a whole bunch of stuff will come up. Probably the easiest website is to go to bruceoutwards.com. That's probably where everything connects out of that. And uh, my art website is bruceoutwardsproductions.com. But if you go to bruceoutwards.com, you can get links to all the, the podcasts, the television show. You can see all kinds of stuff there. And that's probably the easiest way to start. And then you can go in whichever direction. So. Well, thanks. You've, you've added a different spunk to my podcast. <laughs> I, can, I can tell that you do this a lot because yes. a lot of times it's hard, right? When you're, yeah. when you're getting in front of a camera and, and yeah. to get going. But uh, I guess, Bruce, my takeaway today is uh, when I think about authenticity, just listen to what you're passionate about. Yep. It may, you can do it now. You don't have to wait to Bruce's point. Right. If you have an idea and you have a job, you know, and it, could be, it may not be that you get paid, but you're, you're, you're going to light up your soul yep. if you're doing something that you love. So just do it. And if you never know what's going to come from it. And then out of that, you know, just take the next step and see you know, where it's going to lead you. And to Bruce's point, he ended up you know, being a cartoonist. How many years later? 
uh, it was 18 years that I never even took a pencil out. And then when I was 32, so probably uh, 20 years after that initial point is when I actually started back drawing. And today it's been 12 years full, as a full-time cartoonist. Well, that's amazing. And it took me um, how many years I always spoke. I spoke corporately for 15 years. And then to be able to get on a keynote stage, it took me almost 20 years going through my career to be able to get to a point where I'm doing this full time and loving every minute of it. Has it been, has it been a stretch? Absolutely. But I took that leap and even thinking, I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, I, I don't know what I'm doing. Hopefully I'll meet people along the way. And now I'm surrounded by people that speak full time, that train consult and consultants. Um, I'm around podcasters and, and all these amazing things happen just from taking that first step. So for everyone listening, take that step. That's all it's going to take. Do what you love and it comes naturally. So this is Roxanne Durhodge. And uh, if you're looking for a keynote on mental health and wellness and leadership, you can reach me at RoxanneDurhodge.com. Take care, Bruce. Perfect. Thank you. Okay. Take care. Thanks for tuning in to Authentic Living with Roxanne, creating the space for positive, healthy change. Roxanne is a keynote speaker, psychotherapist, and coach. To work with Roxanne, visit RoxanneDurhage.com slash blueprint. We'll see you next time on Authentic Living with Roxanne.